Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Up Sessions podcast. Friends, we are back at it with another episode. Not in the original space. Uh, we're s- uh, still, I guess, taking the pot on the road. Yeah. Um, last two episodes have been in Portland during SCA weekend, which was spectacular. Um, but speaking of SCA weekend, today we have a guest on the podcast. Uh, her name's Kazaya. She is a U.S. barista competitor. She competed uh, this past what, what is it? S, this past, past coffee champs <laughs> so ring. Yeah. Yes, this past competition season or season. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. I just yeah. coined that term, I guess. Because yeah. I welcome to the episode. The, the episode. The, the pod- podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. Because I welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. One I'm, thing. I mean, I, I just got to refer to the fact that you said we're on the road. Made me think of a lot of things. I think it would be fun to go on a mirror coffee roaster warm up session tour. Um, <laughs> We're not folks, that big yet, but folks, someday. no, folks, <laughs> in the comments, please, if you are in a city that wants to bring the coffee roaster warm up sessions, um, please DM us. Uh, please email Serge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, I think that would be fun. Uh, we can meet some cool people. Uh, it would be fun. But I, I will no on a serious note. What I was gonna say is I'm like really stoked to do it in this space. Um, this space again means a lot to me, as uh, this is an iconic cafe. Um, every single time that either I get coffee here, we have a meeting here, or I just show up here, just uh, a lot of emotions. Um, so it's a good spot. This is, by the way, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast or even watching, this is narrative, uh, the Everett location. Um, and that being said, Kaziah, you work here. Is that correct? Yeah, I work how, here. I'm how, a barista. Yeah. How long have you been working here for? I've worked here since October. So I am new here. Only a few months, I guess. Yeah. Seven months. Is that nice? That's spectacular. Yeah. Um, well, before, before, before totally we get going to, step. into that a little more, um, let's pour some coffee and then Kaziah share a little bit about, um, how you, uh, how you got into coffee and what got you here coffee wise. Yeah. Coffee started for me. Um, there was a cafe called the spotted cow and when I was 16 and got my license, I started driving there. Uh, it was like 30 minutes away. But it became a safe space for me when I was going through a lot of things in my life. It became a place to do my homework and meet friends. I've been drinking coffee since I was probably like 11, which Dang. is my mom would take me to the coffee stand with her. Um, so it went coffee stand, coffee shop. And when I turned 18, I decided I really wanted to work there because that was my favorite place in the whole world. It was my safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so since like 2016, I've been working in coffee, which puts me at like seven years, seven plus years now. Yeah, that's a, that's about the same time I started. I think 26 fall of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Time time is flying so fast. So I don't fast. even I don't even know how long I've been working in coffee, but I think you've been working in coffee more than <laughs> me. So, uh, kudos to that. But uh, did you get some of this coffee? Um, I snuck a little earlier, but I'm drinking water. Okay. <laughs> water. Okay. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Uh, okay. What'd you think of this? Yeah, I wasn't Did as opinionated as. <laughs> we had a um, folks. So we had a long. So we had a long sorry. conversation because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't try it. Um, our friend Alex tried it, so you know. 
Hey, I will say, despite that that all being said, this is from Dak Coffee Oysters in Amsterdam. They're Colombian. That's what is it called? Lime Lush or Slush? Lush. Slush. Yeah, some slush. Other name. But uh, <laughs> it tastes very. It's very limey. It's. And it, I told Sergi this. This is probably one of my favorite coffees I've had this year. Oh. I know. Despite despite the conversation we just had. See. Based off of your conversation, I was like, they do. They don't want it. I know. Exactly. I, I tasted it. I was like, I kind of like it, but. <laughs> I, I'm scared I, to admit it. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I like this yeah. inoculated coffee. Or is it even? It's, well, folks. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we, we, don't, don't. we don't know if this is. Uh, if we this don't is, know. Yeah. yeah. If this is nuked. But uh, I will <laughs> see. <laughs> what is it? Microwaved coffee? Like, come on. This could be a new thing. Um, yeah. But I like it. It's tasty. Um, it's one of my, once again, one of my favorite coffees I've had this mm-hmm. year. Um, Sergi, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my question is, did Nathaniel guide us in the right direction for a grind size? Is this dialed? Honestly, I had low hopes for it, but I think it slaps. I think it's Right? Okay. You think uh, it's pretty good? I think it's pretty decent. I don't know if I'm tasting the lime or under extraction. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's it's the lime. It's tasty. Or, uh, under or yeah, what? I I don't know. I'm just I'm losing it right now. Anyway, <laughs> re- regress. Wait up! Before we go any further, listen. <laughs> we had a very very uh, controversial opinion on sequels in movies. Oh. And Kazai just yes. told me before the podcast that she's kind of a movie uh, fanatic. I don't know, a film nerd. A nerd. A nerd. I don't know. I don't movie buff is that a thing? I like yeah. movies yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's like it. my secret. I like, you know, my thing. My yeah. I love I mean, that. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, so we had a, we had a little bit of a hot take on it that most sequels are not that great. No. What, what's your opinion on that? I, I think there's so much creativity to be had in this world, and we don't need to tell the same story a hundred times. We didn't need eight fast and furious movies <laughs> we don't need is that you don't like that holds a very nice like Wait. soft spot in me because because of just like my correlation with like playing like need for speed like yeah. video games and stuff like it was like a very child but you're right you're right we don't need racing for nine nine movies deep anyways. yeah and marvel has just become like so confusing and convoluted and you don't even know yeah. what's happening and they're all kind of the same at a certain point you're like cool you just remade this movie again so like there's movies like everything everywhere all at once and it's so original and so new and it really makes you feel something and think yeah. something like I, ever since i've watched it multiple times i've been thinking about the multiverse and just like yeah. that concept is so crazy to me so that's more interesting to me than sequels and just making the same thing over and over again. I like when we can like be creative and express ourselves in our truest forms. So you're you're saying both of y'all are saying that the Spider-Man into the multiverse was not as good as everywhere always all at once. That the cartoon version. Yeah. That is amazing. I think that go. is a good take on Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a different take on it. Yeah. And it is different than the other ones, but you know, there's like three or four Spider-Mans. Tobey Maguire. What's his name? What's the other, his what's name? his name? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to know. Yeah. yeah. Like, Toby, Toby Maguire. That's that was it. the only one I care uh, about. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Actually, speaking of um, everywhere, 
everything side everywhere, note, like, everything everywhere all yeah. at once. Uh, that Listen. was a joke earlier. Oh, I'm yes. not trying to compare fair, fair, the fair. multiverse of Spider-Man <laughs> to a freaking iconic, very, very good movie. Yes. Fair. But uh, if you have not seen that movie, guys, I highly recommend yeah. you to go give that a watch. And speaking of thinking about the meta, uh, the multiverse, uh, it's pretty much a spinoff of quantum physics and observing things. That's yeah. literally what the premise of the whole, well, yeah. in my opinion. Anyways, before, anyway. all right, yeah. that's it. Because I like some movies, and uh, I'm glad you shared that little yeah. hot you. take with us. So I feel, I mean, also, Isaiah, one of the things I feel like we kind of initially connected over is uh, the wonderful color of pink. Um, big fan. I'm a big fan. Like I think from, it throws me back to like my 16th birthday when I had a uh, wonderful birthday party and it was a pink birthday party. You had a pink birthday yeah, party. Yeah, like I had a I I went all out and it was iconic and I miss those days. But photos? also today on the pod I was planning on wearing the shoes I showed you and kind of told you the story. But the fact that those shoes didn't get here. And I'm just sitting here. If you're all watching the video podcast, I'm just wearing bland white Air Force Ones. Um, which you're where are you wearing Air Force Ones too? Yeah, something, yeah something something of sorts. Or those are uh, SB Dunks. Yeah, those are Dunks, I think. Uh, anyway, um, but yes, the color pink is fascinating. Um, the next cool thing is uh, you're a Swifty. Yep. Um, so uh, favorite Swift song. Is that you much can't just, that, yes, <laughs> no, right? you can't. No, you can't. That one song, yeah. Taylor Swift. I've loved Taylor Swift since like 2006. Mm. That's, and with Pink and Taylor Swift, there was a long chunk of time where yeah. there were things I was embarrassed to like and embarrassed to be like really girly and uh, to love Taylor Swift. It wasn't cool. And so these are always things I've kept to myself. But now that I'm older, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, so I won't, <laughs> but yeah. kind of like, screw it. Like, I'm yeah. going to like, this is what I like. Like, this is fun for me. This is pink makes me happy. It's the yeah. best color. There's not a better color. Yeah. I painted my office pink. I've been trying nice. to make everything pink. So, and yeah, I've just, like, I'm 25 years old and I love Taylor Swift. And Hell yeah. I didn't grow out of it. I'm it's just going to keep loving Taylor yeah. Swift forever. So why? If Taylor keeps yeah. crushing it. Like, I know. why do you need to grow she's, out of it? We've, gr I feel like she's grown with all yes, of us who've been 100%. with her since day one too like we've all transitioned like she's grown with us so yeah there was a time where i was like i wouldn't tell people necessarily that and yeah. i tried to like especially when i was working at the spot of cows trying to listen to like cool indie music and they all listen to like super <laughs> indie things and bands yeah. no one's ever heard of and i love music but i love taylor swift more yeah so fair i, I think my first uh taylor swift album that i really connect with was uh i think the red album and was there a christmas album around that time yeah yeah i think it was those two um but a hot take uh please forgive me here and folks forgive listening you. forgive me here um i'm really like trying to decide if i like miley cyrus more than taylor swift interesting and um i don't know why i keep like throwing the two together in comparison they're very different of course but i think it's the era and the time and um for me at least it was a similarity um, but any opinions on that? Am I a heretic, like a Swifty heretic now? I, th I think Kaziah's, that's interesting. Spoke everything. <laughs> oh. So I think <laughs> no. I, okay, very I, well, bad I think comparison. we're moving on. Yeah. That's this well, I, I don't, 
what I've learned and what I've accepted is everyone has something special to them and we all like different things yeah. and I can love Taylor Swift more than anything. Yeah. I also love Miley Cyrus. Cool. I could see how like in your mind those are two very similar people and I think the iconicness of that. They're both I, iconic. I think yeah. I, you're just you're just too nice. <laughs> you just you just like you're just like yeah you can love whoever whatever you want He's giving you an opportunity to like rail on me <laughs> but okay i'll I'm take kidding. it all righty folks so uh you competed mm-hmm. um as a u.s barista competitor this year um my question to you is and i want to i want to dive a little bit into that world um i've never competed i've not even come close to competed <laughs> the only thing that i've competed was like a couple of days ago, and that was not even a competition, I would even say. Um, but what got you into into competition? Like, you woke up one day and you're like, I'm going to compete. Or or was there some, like, or are you low-key, like, actually, like, super competitive? Or break, break that down for me a little bit. It's multifaceted for me. I am super competitive, and I've learned to embrace this about myself mm-hmm. more recently. This year I decided to do things that scared me, and that looked like just saying yes to things Mm -hmm. that normally I'd say no to. Um, For a long time, I was worried about what everyone thought, what I was doing. And this year I was like, again, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And in January, Alex had started asking people in the cafe if anyone wanted to compete. And I was the newest barista um, and no one else wanted to do it. And I kind of was like, I'll do it. (laughs) And I'd heard of barista competition and It just seemed like a fun thing. I'm like, I love coffee. I've been doing this for so long. This is like a part of who I am now. So it'd be fun to compete in that. Mm -hmm. I did not know (laughs) what I was getting myself into fully. Mm -hmm. I just kind of said yes to it. And I'm so glad I did because from there it skyrocketed into like this whole year just being a whirlwind of saying yes to scary things. Competing was kind of scary. yeah, it it was kind of random that I did it. I just said yes to Alex. I was the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hey, I I just want to say I, I respect that yeah, so much. The fact that you're just like, that sounds interesting. Like, yes, let's do it. I there, this is just a little rabbit trail. Um, literally the last like week I've been thinking about like the fact that how powerful that is to just be like, sure, I've never done it. Let's just go for it. Let's just, like, let's just try. And there's so much, I bet, so much learning that you probably got out of that. So much experience. So much just understanding. And, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's super awesome. Yeah. Anyways. Now, what I was going to say earlier is before deciding to actually compete, was there anyone that you, out of competitors that you look up to or anyone that, like, caught your attention in the competition world that you were fascinated with? I mean, Andrea Allen is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many women, especially recently, who have been winners. And, you know, just being a woman, it can be harder, especially like coffee was kind of a boys game for a while. Mm -hmm. I'd go to throwdowns, it'd be all boys. Um, And so watching women just blaze through industries has always inspired me. But Andrea Allen has been one of those people just like, you know, kicking yeah. ass. And um, so seeing people do that is really inspiring. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I remember meeting Andrea and feeling like, after meeting her, feeling so sheepish. Like, 
I was like, holy crap. I was a timekeeper <laughs> at like either like uh, qualify. I think it was like qualifiers or prelims, one of those. And um, yeah, I got to meet her and just walked away feeling like I met a legend. Like, holy crap. And I had no idea because I've never, uh, I didn't know who she was. And then, but I've heard that name over and over again. And same thing with like Sam Spillman oh, yeah. has Amazing. been like a very big um, influence for me in competition and just like someone who really inspires me. So I think it's like pretty badass to see more women competing and also representing the industry so well, like iconic. One of the things I'm really curious to know is what was the like central point or the crux of your presentation and routine? Um, like what did you build it around with? Was it like a message that you had? Was it like the fascination with the coffee? Like we've talked about this a lot, like the actual coffee that you use means a lot to you also means a lot to me. Was it that, or what was that central point? Can you tell us more? Yeah. For my nationals routine, it evolved a lot from, uh, qualifiers and my theme was that coffee is like a mirror ball and it's all these different pieces coming together to make something really beautiful mm -hmm. without all of those pieces working together it's just broken glass so to make something beautiful you need everything you need the art and the science coffee is a catalyst for community without all of those different pieces working together though it's just either a beverage or it's just a science or it's just something people do but coffee is so beautiful and the mm -hmm. fact that it's like truly and what made me fall in love with coffee is that it's so many people coming together to make it. It's farmers and producers and roasters and baristas and people in cafes. It's not just like and me on stage. It wasn't just me up there. It yeah. was a horde of people behind me helping me. So I think that's what I love about coffee and what I wanted my routine to be is that Sure, I was the only one on stage, but it took so many people for me to be there. I could not have done any of that on my own. Yeah, I, I think that's a very valuable insight. Um, one, because a, a lot of our listeners are also from the home barista um, crowd. And um, I believe like their experience with coffee sometimes at home is so different than for us who work in coffee in a cafe setting. Um, it's not, I'm not trying to like weigh one heavier than the other. They're just very different. But the reality is even if you're like a home barista, you're tapping into a massive supply chain of many hands, like many folks just giving their all to create something beautiful and share it with the world. Um, and especially I think we've interviewed two folks who are considered like influencers and who share about coffees, especially their role in sharing um, different elements of like coffee and the coffee experience with a lot of folks. So like for me, when I hear what you're saying, when I hear other people's input and knowing as like a barista, there's so much cohesiveness and so much union. And that's one of the important factors that I see in competition that I really enjoy is being able to communicate that and being able to reveal that and like bring it to the forefront um, because there's a lot of things that we experience behind bar that are so unique just because it's our job, right? Um, but when we're able to like share about that, whether that's in competition or with other people, just personally with some of our guests, it changes the dynamic of the whole experience. Yeah. Um, so with that said, like how has competition impacted 
uh, maybe your day-to-day experience with working with coffee, um, but also experiencing coffee and drinking it. Yeah, it's really pushed me to just be the best that I can at it, to really think about every move I make when I'm up there. Everything I'm doing is thought through and I have to do like now I do that just in the cafe of like every move I make how I communicate to customers wanting people to know that like this coffee is special getting to be here is special and also making sure people know it's not just me it's everyone involved and I think that's really important Mark real sitting there quiet what's running through your head I want to know dude I I think a little bit of um Going back to what you talked about, like competition and the community aspects of it, I, I, I'm, I'm super competitive, but I'm also like, I love competing, not just for w- the winning factor, but also competing against others, like yeah. in a very community-centric way. Well, what I mean by that is like, like I'm competitive. Like I want you to lose, and I want, I want to win. But at the same time, I'm like. Dang, this is awesome that so many awesome, phenomenal people who have just devoted themselves to this craft, we can all like get together on stage or around this beautiful craft and give it our all just for the sake of like, we just love it. You know, we just yeah. love like the, whether it's everything, like the entire journey of the coffee, um, just everything, like the craftsmanship behind it. And so that's what I took out of it was that, man, like, yeah, there's this passionate community of people who enjoy this as a hobby, as a career, as um, as a craft, um, even as something simple as just like brewing a cup of coffee. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 so basic, but it's also so 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 fun and um, yeah yeah. When it when it comes to um, you said like you kind of dove into it because you wanted to challenge yourself and also like overcome the scary thing. Um, what was the scariest part about comp? I think putting myself out there is really scary and going on a stage in front of a bunch of people and like kind of revealing this part of myself that I've almost hidden of that. I am competitive and I'm also super silly. And I love what you were saying of like, it is a bunch of people working together and it's like, you don't win anything for doing this. It like dawned on me one day. I was like, (laughs) none of us are winning anything like it's just because we love it and so to reveal this part of myself to people that and like be bold enough to go up and get judged not only by you know there's seven judges up there there's people keeping your time it's really intense and just like finally being okay with like I feel so confident in who I am now that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I know that I like poured my heart into it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really rewarding experience, but it is terrifying to like, it's the fastest 20 minutes of your life yeah. setting up. And then all of a sudden you press that timer and you're doing it. And the first time I did it, I blacked out. I got off stage and I was like, did I, did I do it? I was, I did, would not believe anyone that I like, had done it already that all being said it's it's nerve-wracking it's it's like a whole experience competing in front of these people and also competing probably knowing like you know there are people that are both cheering you on but are also like trying to get you to succeed and grow and um win give me give me 
like a couple things that you walking away from those experiences have learned that has really changed you, whether as as a coffee professional, even just as a person. Um, give me a little bit of a sneak peek into that. Yeah, I think some of the biggest takeaways are that it's okay to have help and ask for help. I'm, I love helping other people, but it's really hard for me to accept when people want to do something for me. So accepting that a team of people were like willing to come behind me and just cheer me on. Like the fact that Alex and Max said yes and narrative invested in me doing this, accepting that was humbling and honoring and a blessing and knowing that I've kind of had this like energy from it. Like saying yes to things is really exciting, even when they're scary. So I've been kind of writing that high of like saying yes to going on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't always like hearing my own voice when I was in film class and we'd like, f like do the videos of ourselves. Like I recently watched back like the TV show I hosted in high school <laughs> and I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, I sound like that. So saying yes to scary things is, so rewarding and like you grow in ways you don't expect um and you can really surprise yourself you know like that being said like going back to like watching yourself back and you're like man who who who, who is that you yeah. know um i think man sometimes like when we say yes to things we blow up in our mind these like worst case scenarios like yeah oh my gosh i'm gonna get laughed at by everybody well is, is that really that bad? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, who like, cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so I think like, but saying no and holding yourself back because of some small little excuse that in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter, you know, but it leads to so much upside, so much win. And even if you, if you don't win, even if you didn't achieve what you wanted to, that's if you like reposition your approach to these things, all of a sudden now, like the reality is you did win, you did get something out of it and you are so much different regardless if you achieved what you set out to do. And that's simply just because you tried, you, you went and you did it. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter if people laugh at you. Like I laugh at myself all the time yeah. now. Like life is not so serious. It's okay to be silly. It's okay to mess up. And I can walk away. I didn't win. Only one person wins this competition and makes it to worlds. So the fact that I even made it there at qualifiers, I was 18th. I just barely made it through. And then at nationals on Friday, I was, I found out I was nine. So, and on stage I had technical issues. I was having the worst time of my life up there oh because God. I knew things were going wrong. My grinder was spraying everywhere and I didn't know how to fix it. And so, that affected my tamp and my shots and how my espresso tasted and i still was ninth place on friday so wow now yeah, but incredible. to go from 18 to number nine and to know that i was close is like i was so proud of that i was like that is a big leap Dang. that's phenomenal yeah that's so, killer i had no idea yeah, yeah. that's that's so crazy how incredible so what happened on stage so when i got up to start my practice time my grinder just started spraying everywhere and you only have 15 minutes to set everything up to taste your shots so i had to make sure everything else was done and i couldn't fix my grinder to fix your grinder normally you have to take it all the way apart and i didn't right. have time for that and so i just had to be like well i'm doing it with my grinder spraying i did learn a way to fix that quicker now um 
So it was spraying everywhere. It was making a giant mess. And you're getting graded on every little move you make, how mm -hmm. clean your bar is, how even your tamp is, every single thing. So that caused me to lose quite a few points. It caused my coffee to taste slightly different. And then, so that was happening the whole time. I tried to clean it up as best I could. I served all my coffees. And then when it was signature beverage time, I turned on my blender to blend my ingredients. It went for a second and then it stopped. And my heart sank because, oh and I panicked. And that felt like the longest moment of my life of being like, it's not turning on. And luckily I knew to call technical. So you can call technical if something's wrong and that pauses your time. And I still managed to make it like, I didn't run over after that. They paused my time. I stayed under my 15 minutes. Um, and for a second, the girl tried to turn on the blender again, and it worked for a second, and she like, looked at me like, haha, mm. like it's actually working. And then it stopped. And someone said that they saw the electrical strip like spark a little bit, so they had to switch uh, what it was plugged into. Dang, that's wild. I, so I wasn't there. I was just watching the live stream. And uh, I I could feel kind of the tension, but you actually look so calm and collected. Um, it was complete, like, completely shocking for me because I was like, I, I honestly don't know what I would do. Like, I have no idea. Like, how, how do you respond to something so unpredictable like that? So, I feel yeah. like at, the, at that point, I'd just be like, all right, forget it. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's emotionally like how I felt. I really surprised myself in that moment and kept going. And most of my judges had no idea the whole time that my grinder was spraying. Um, wow. I got like a lot of my feedback was like, because they saw the blender technical and I got feedback like you remained so calm and I'm not, I'm usually a very anxious person. So <laughs> that was like a total shock for me to just work through it yeah and th and then like to continue and to like finish and kill it like like a, a lot of the stuff that i'm hearing is fairly new to me so i i didn't even hear about it and the fact that you went from 18th to 9th with all of that and you overcame all of that like that's unreal like that's epic like what a story like speaking of movies you know like that's pretty wild. <laughs> I, I freaking love it. Like, uh, I'm jazzed. I'm, like, super hyped right now. Oh, That's my gosh. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. So, I mean, after all that, what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts? Would you, would you go back and compete again? I really hope I get to. I want nice. to so bad. I just know what it takes um, and how much time it takes. Mm -hmm. I am also a student right now. So just making sure that, like, I can balance working and school and competing because, like, We'd be here every Monday till 10 or 11. Um, so wow. here for seven hours practicing. Sometimes I would come in by myself just to work on other things. Mm -hmm. So there are days where I'd practice multiple times a week doing run-throughs. It, it consumed me. Um, so if I do, I just want to make sure I can give it everything because I, I like it. I'm competitive. I got to get yeah. everything I got. Dude, that's that's really that's really inspiring. I'm like, I wish I could stand up and like just just clap. <laughs> yeah, because no. I'm yeah. like, no, totally. no, because I I like and I and I respect that a lot. You know, I was um, I chatted with Juan Diaz, who I think took third, um, um, and he was sharing about how much time and work and energy it takes. And to be honest, I I'm so I'm kind of distanced from the whole 
competitor side of things um Sergi is way closer to that and i i don't i even me myself working in coffee i don't even know what that takes so when i hear that like man you're coming in you know here till 10 p.m you're spending so much free time just practicing and prepping and all this stuff that's that's just like i love that that's just so inspiring to me i'm like and yeah that that people are just willing to go and give it their all just to be better just to learn just to compete i i i'm a sucker for that so yeah you should do it see yeah. what it's like Come on, Mark. <laughs> I, I've been <laughs> after earlier in the podcast saying, "Yeah, you should say yes." Like, you know, just go for it. I'm like, no, no. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready. I've I've considered it. You know, I've. Uh, I think it's it's crossed my mind a few times. I'm also kind of the person that, like, if I'm gonna do something, I want to just like sell my soul for this thing. You know, I want to go all in on it and. Um, I'm afraid of that, I guess, of, all, I, I don't know, that's so weird now that I word it, I'm like, it's just, it's just, I'm like kind of afraid of going all in on something and then maybe not doing well or going all in on, on I don't know, it's, it's, it's like weird, some days I like want to, but most days I'm like, no, that's, I don't know. You gotta do it scared or just do it, like, I think if I had waited till I was ready to compete or especially I didn't fully know what I was getting myself into, yeah. but if I had waited, I would have never been ready. You, you just have to do it and you have to do it scared. And that's like the most rewarding thing you can do. Cause yeah, it's just saying yes. Like if you want to do it, if you're genuinely like interested, there's not going to be a certain time where you're like so perfect that it will be the best. So it'll be like just jumping in and doing it. Yeah. You know, to be honest, out of all the things that I've heard, um, I think hearing your story and also hearing when, like, uh, Sergi and I just talking about you competing, that was probably the most encouraging things ever for me. Was like, yeah, you, maybe you should, con maybe you should second think and actually think about competing, because just hearing like, man, like, you just started working on narrative like nine months ago, and then Sergi was like, oh yeah, she's competing. Oh wait, and then she just, she crushed qualifiers, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait a second, like. Yeah. I don't know. That was just like a little like elbow on the side, like get yeah. off your butt and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell anyone like this is like, I guess my mission right now is just saying yes to things. And I would encourage anyone to do that. Like, yeah, there's no reason I can do it. And you couldn't like any, anyone could do it if you're willing to just sacrifice some of your time. And like, it was a lot of time, but it was also so much fun. So if it interests you at all, there's no reason to not try yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with all of that. I was remembering the time when right before going to SCA and watching you compete, I was telling a lot of my regulars in the cafe about you going and competing. And you could see that in people's eyes, there was this like sparkle and this light, like going off, like, wait, that's a, wait, y'all do that kind of thing. And I think to me, like, hearing all the, you know, commitment, the tenacity, the sacrifice that you've put in to achieve that and then taking that and looking at it through that sparkle and that light in guest size, like it kind of connects everything and makes everything so worthwhile. Um, whether people know about these crazy coffee competitions 
or they don't like there's excitement on both sides for us as coffee professionals we're like man like hell yeah like i want to see more of this like i want to see people push the limits of like uh displaying their talents and like displaying the craft but then i also like i'm stoked to see like guests who have no idea what you went through they have no idea about competition but then see them light up and be like wait a minute like you know a whole new world like you know what For i mean real. like i never say on the podcast <laughs> and i just did oh but my gosh. seeing all of that like that like i want more people to compete i want mark to compete so that i can um share like hey my i mean actually we'll talk more about this later but like the fact that you competed um in a smaller competition but the fact that i get to tell people like hey like my brother did this or like you know my friend kaziah did this like i want to do this um that makes it worthwhile for me it's so funny telling people about this especially like my non-coffee friends and like you're doing what I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I have coaches. Like, you have coaches for that? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I have like a whole team of people. And like, yeah. just like mind blown that like yeah. coffee people do stuff like this. We're, we're, we're kind of weird. Yeah. We're weird. Yeah. Yeah. Making the best cup of coffee. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's a coffee. Yeah. Well, I totally. give like a TED talk about the coffee. It's yeah. kind of funny when you like pick it apart and like yeah. explain what it is. Totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You're like you're just brewing a batch and like <laughs> just giving it to some judges <laughs> like 30 flavor calls for brewer's cup <laughs> yeah, exactly that was intimidating when i was like thinking through that i was like holy crap i gotta be dialed yeah yeah, yeah that 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 whole 30 thing is like really intimidating for me i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean like, even remembering my my i had like at that point you're making up flavor <laughs> oh no i i mean that's what I, it was like i had technically six nine flavor calls for espresso then my milk drink and my signature beverage and remembering the day i felt so scary so i can imagine doing like three times that amount and also I'll, like my palate is not as developed as some people's palates like i really work on it and i try but i'm like you taste 30 different i i want to taste 30 different things in my coffee <laughs> me too that's what it's i like want picking up a bag of coffee where it's like like blueberries like birthday cake and like ice cream sundae and you're like hell no i'm just getting chocolate on this <laughs> for sure like yeah. i don't know if you're just like an insane q grader or uh. who wrote these notes they don't make any sense to me right now that's so real though yeah, yeah. Like, I get chocolate or like I get mango. I don't know something like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, as we wrap up here, again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Thanks yeah. for having thank me. You. Um, give us like one or two tips for somebody like me who's never competed. What would you, what, what would you say? Do it scared and do it even if it feels like you're not ready. You just got to go for it and find people who are in your corner and willing to help you. I was lucky enough to have, I had a team of people helping me. I had Max and Alex and my coaches, Austin and Monica. And then I had more people like friends come and sit through run throughs. And the amount of people that came to help me was insane. I had Dismas, who is the first mm -hmm. barista US champ ever come to one of my run throughs. Like, wow. I had Incredible. so many people just like, come and sit with me so don't be afraid to ask for help during it because it takes a lot of work and you cannot do this alone so yeah do it scared and don't do it alone yeah i thank you i needed to hear that because 
hopefully uh, next year I'll give it another run. You better be there. We better be competing together. Yeah, I hope so. So that's that's very encouraging for me as someone who wants to compete. And I hope that anyone listening, watching, um, anyone just curious about competition, I hope what they hear today is literally like, hey, like take a step forward no matter where you're at and people will support you Yeah, and do it. Just do, do it. it. Nike. Just do it. <laughs> That's it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us once again on another episode of the Coffee Roast Warm Sessions podcast. Because I thank you so much for joining thank us you. and sharing your insight and uh, giving me a little kick of You better be there, Mark. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, but hopefully that was inspiring, encouraging. I know I'm inspired. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's uh, that's wrap on this episode. And as always, friends, remember... Reflect what's good.